They say winning ain't everything. Well, we don't have them type conversations over here, man. Had that conversation with the losers. We trying to win at everything we do. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978. The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great. 45, 42 Prescott, that's where I'm from. Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums. As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat. In my own lane, though. Far from where they crashing that dumb bar graduate. The game, I done mastered it. Served in the Navy, look. Y'all don't know the half of it. Pops passing no one. Mom's passed last year. I know they up in heaven smiling down, crying mad tears. Cause they saw I'm making it. No telling where I'm taking it. My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it. Coach that went high in 15 in one state. Seen the fork in the road and went straight. I know what I'm worth. I'm OG King Kirk. Brooklyn Nets gaming crew legend. Let's work. Hey, welcome to the OG Two Cents podcast. I'm your host, OG King Kirk. I want to thank each and every one of you who tune in every Sunday. I truly appreciate it. For those of you who watch on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, comment, and share it. That helps us out a lot. Um, also, go to Apple Podcasts, give a five-star rating. Uh, put, puts us up in the algorithm, uh, creates more listeners to our show. Just remember to wash your hands, practice social distancing, and uh, if you're sick, stay at home. Uh, let's get through this uh, p- pandemic. And uh, most importantly, make sure you're taking care of yourself and checking on your loved ones. Mental health is important. Tonight's episode, episode 20. Let's laugh with Kevin Goatee. That's right. Like the beard that I won't grow. You got it. <laughs> uh, very, very talented man. Um, you know, he is, he entered the stand-up world, stand-up comedy world in 2010. Uh, he's performed in comedy clubs all over. He is the CEO of Monkey Butt Productions. I love that name. Um, that Do you want to hear, you want to hear <laughs> the origin of Monkey Butt Productions? <laughs> It produces the Gutton Sacred, Sacred, Sacred Cow podcast, mm-hmm. Comics Watching Comics, Comics Watching Football, Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber, and the show Who Said That. Uh, we met on IBM.TV Smart uh, Vision, and uh, I just had to have him on the show. So with further ado, uh, Kevin Goatee, how you doing? I'm doing, sir. How you doing? You brought up Monkey Butt Productions. I brought a smile to your face. Let me let me give the uh, the background. I have a daughter. She's going to be five on Saturday, and she has a pair of pants. Had a pair of pants. This is a uh, god two three years ago easily. That have a monkey on her butt, and her nickname forever and will always will be Monkey Butt. So. The picture is her with her with her pants on, the monkey butt on her on her butt, and that is why I decided to name my LLC Monkey Butt Productions. Man, that, that's great. That's great. How, um, like, you know, just walk us through and tell us your story and, and how you got to where you at today. Oh my God! I walked to my bedroom or my office, opened the door, sat down, turned on the computer, and sat down and dialed up Ivan here on Zoom. No. How did I get to where I am? Where am I? That's a real question. I want someone to have a, a, a fair answer that for myself. I'd love to know where I am in the, in the scale of things. So I've 
I graduated college with a degree in film and TV, and I thought when you get your diploma, Steven Spielberg would be there handing you off like a, a role in a film to do. And boy, did I realize that's not the case. And then my dad said, that's great, you have a degree now. Thank you for, uh, you know, I'm glad you graduated in four years being I was paying for it. Now get your ass out there and find a real job. And so I did. I had an ex-girlfriend at the time whose dad got me into his company selling MRI services, you know, the testing MRI services. And then I began a career into medical sales. And I still am in a career in medical sales because let's be honest, stand-up comedy, you make less than the kids who sell candy in the sh on the subways yelling showtime. So <laughs> not, a, not a lucrative business stand-up comedy unless you're that one-tenth of one percent. So I'm still in medical sales. And in 2009, I had a moment of clarity. I was, in, uh, I was working for Merck Pharmaceuticals. And it's just, I was watching people on a day in day out basis. And it's just, I call it the corporate America zombie train, which is a subway in the city. And it's the same look of just glazed, beaten down life where people are up with their ass crack at dawn, going to a job that they just can't fucking stand. Because no one goes to school and says, hey, do you know what I want to be when I grow up? A marketer. No one says that. So I said, there's more to life than this. Because again, I'm in sales. And it's just funny to watch people try and kill each other, knife each other in the back. You know, suck that corporate dick for just a fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollar raise, and just bullshit their way around, and 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 have this Stockholm syndrome of thank God I have a job, thank God I'm not fired. Where they should be thanking you for all the great service you've done instead of just having that you know ridiculous, like I said, Stockholm Stockholm syndrome effect. And I said, there's got to be something more to life than this. And I've and when people tell you, hey, you always get asked, hey, how did you become a comic? What made you do it? And one of the common answers you hear is, oh, I was the class clown, the wise ass in, in class. Yes, that, that hit for me as well. And I said, you know what? Let me, let me think about this. I, maybe there's got to be a way I can maybe hit it in comedy. And then I went to go see Up in the Air in the movie theater with George Clooney. I don't know if you've seen that film. It's beautiful. And that's only because Avatar was sold out at the time. But <laughs> Up in the Air was on my list. So I said, let's go see Up in the Air. And there's a scene in Up in the Air where George Clooney plays this guy who goes around and fires people for a living. Companies hire him to go fly out to their, 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 their branches or, or whatever, and he fires people. He brings them in, says, you're getting laid off. Here's your package. Goodbye. And he fires a guy who is J.K. Simmons, you know, the drunk teacher from Whiplash. And J.K. Simmons pulls out his wallet and goes, okay, well, what do I tell them? And he shows a picture of his kids. And then Clooney looks at his resume and says, oh, okay, well, you know, it says here in college that you, you know, you worked as a chef and you minor as a, as a culinary expert. And you worked as a, at a French pastry chef job right out of college. And the line that he said, which shot a bolt of lightning right up my fucking ass was, tell me this, how much did they pay you to give up on your dream job? And J.K. Simmons looks down and goes, 28000 a year. And I go, well, that's it. That is the moment right there I said, I'm going to give this a shot. And then not too long after that, I read the book The Alchemist. I don't know if you ever read The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Excellent book, especially for someone like yourself who said you're trying to find your way and you're brand new into the thickest shit. That really just kind of gave me a, that fire to do so. So that, I did, that was December I saw that movie in the theater. I decided to write a bunch of jokes that to this day are cringing fucking awful. Memorized them for about three months. I just... Burned him on a CD. I know, like I said, this is 2010, so bear with me. Burned him onto a CD, listened to my car over and over and over until I memorized every fucking joke and every punchline and break. 
And on March 12, 2010, I went to the Village Lantern in West Village of New York City, and I did my first open mic. And then that's how I got started in stand-up comedy. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, the the gutting the sacred cow. Yes, like, sir. <laughs> Oh, like how that like where did where does that come from? That comes from so I've I did a few podcasts before that one called Safe Word with my very good friend and comic comedian as well Monica Vita. I did another one with another very good friend of mine Jeffrey Paul, called uh, Sportsbook Box Office Podcast. Both were defunct. Monica moved out to Colorado to be with her ailing mom, and then Jeff and I we had our studios. The studios that we went to to do the podcast just fell apart, and the show it was just us talking about football and movies there was no real hook to it so i'm always you and you rattle off a bunch of my shows in the beginning of the show so thank you for doing that i'm always i'm a creative that's that's the bottom line i let it come up with the shows now i'm a movie a very passionate guy about films and sports i can talk to you for hours about either or and i have very vocal and definitive opinions about both so i was just kicking ideas around in my head like hey i'd like to do another, another podcast and I said, well, every asshole on the internet has a movie podcast. <laughs> Again, as I said before, we started recording. Every, it's four jerk-offs sitting around a, a, a table, drinking craft beers, stroking their beards, saying, hey, you know what, man? Empire of Strikes Back was better than Jedi. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Star Wars was better than Empire. And there's no real hook. I don't want to hear four dudes just kicking around for no reason unless they're insanely funny. And that only works one percent of the time most of you guys aren't that funny sorry not sorry so i said let's come up with a better hook and, I, and i've always appre and i've always loved it there's a personal like something in my core that makes me so warped i love going out and shitting on people's arguments when there is something that they find so holy and sacred and i prove them wrong and i just love to see the look on their face go shit he's right and especially about films i mean it's i love talking about films that people a lot of people put on a pedestal and i'm like this film fucking sucks like i hate right. the big lebowski i'm the first one to tell you that film is awful not good i hate a christmas story that film is shit never-ending story that <laughs> film stinks titanic not good they play in your emotions it's beautiful it was beautiful when it came out in 97 avatar that film blows it was again it's still beautiful 11 years later but the plot is recycled dog diarrhea. So I said, what the hell? Let's have other comics and podcasters on where they say, let's take a film that I hate or find overrated and just want to tear it apart. But here's the twist. Anyone can go out and shit on Friday the 13th Part 6. That's a no-brainer. That's like dunking on a four-year-old kid. I want So the skill in this is you have to pick a film that meets one of these three criteria. It has to be a financial success or it has to be widely beloved, or it has to be critically acclaimed. Like our goal is every episode when it comes out, I want a bunch of people looking at their phone or their tablet or their computer going, what's the new episode this week? And I want someone getting visibly angry going, how the <laughs> hell could they hate on that film? That's our goal. And sometimes we agree like, hey, this film stinks and we, we all just tear into it. Or there are plenty of times where I'm like, nope, you're wrong. This film is a goddamn gem, and you, sir, or madam, are a fucking asshole. And it becomes a war. And there are times where my co-host and I are divided. For example, episode four, where my buddy Jeff Paul, the guy I mentioned before, he came on because he hates the film Spaceballs. 
I hate the film Spaceballs. I think right. it is so <laughs> viciously unfunny and overrated. And my co-host Kevin Israel loves that film. So it was a great <laughs> just fireworks everywhere. So we invite people on who just want to talk about films, who know their shit, because Kevin and I can look at each other in three minutes or less and know this person did their homework or they are going to eat the dick. And we are going to have to shoot. We're going to have to carry that rock. You know, we're going to have to get on there and, and we're that quarterback who's got to sit back and throw deep in the pocket because the defense gave up 28 points in four minutes. So <laughs> we know exactly who's, who knows their shit and who's done their homework. And it's going to be a great debate or we're like, oh boy, get, get your dancing shoes on, brother, because we're going to have to be tap dancing around and make this shit funny and, and carry them because they don't have any points. So again, it's just if you're a passionate person about films, if you love film debate, Again, if you if you have visceral reactions when someone shits on your favorite film or a, a well-loved film, this podcast is right up your alley. And I'll give you one more example. One of my favorite episodes we did was The Goonies because I don't know how old you are. Uh, right? you know, no, I, 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 I know I know about the Goonies. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know about yeah. the Goonies. Mm. So I'm a kid, you know, I'm 43. So the eight, mid 80s on, that's like I was you know, eight, nine, ten, so on and so forth. So I, I like to say I'm a pretty good balance of an '80s, '90s kid. And the Goonies for kids, for people my age, that I'm was for, their I'm shit. For, I'm forty. I'm forty-one, kid. Oh, there you go. They're in the, so I'm forty-three. So we're in the same boat. So we're in the same boat then. So the Goonies, everyone loved that shit. I, when I saw it as a kid, I said that's good. It's fine. I enjoyed it. As an adult, you watch like, okay, all right, watch it now. That shit doesn't hold up. And David, the producer, came on and he just pulled the pants down. And called out what a small dick film the Goonies really is. It's not good. And people, when I announced that they're doing the, we're doing the Goonies, people are like, fuck you, man. That is the shit. But then they listen to the episode and they go, you know what? You guys are right. You guys are right. It's not because we, we rewatch every movie that, that comes on. So it's fresh in my mind. Even a favorite film that we've done in mine. I've done, we've done Pulp Fiction, which is my second favorite film of all time. And we just did a few weeks ago, The Usual Suspects, which is in my top 20, I think. I, I watched them again, even though I've seen them both no less than a hundred times. But with that shit's in our fresh. We make I have three or four pages of notes every time I watch this stuff. So, if you're a film person, if you love films, if you get passionate about films, you will love this podcast. If you're like, eh, maybe, you might jump on an uh, an episode where there's a movie on there that you know strikes your fancy. Like for example, we did 2001: A Space Odyssey uh, with a guy named JL Calvin. If you follow him, find him on Twitter. He has 97,000 followers on Twitter. Why? First of all, he's been a comic for years, but what got him to that high number? He is the best Trump impressionist out there. Stop, period, bar none. <laughs> What's his name again? JL Cauvin, C A U V I N. Okay. And he, again, I've known him for years. He's put me in videos of sketches. He's a great dude. And he caught fire because he is amazing at this to the point where Howard Stern hires him to come on and do Trump on his show. Right. And people want to see him do Trump. So what did I have him do? I had him review 2001 for about three to five minutes as Trump. Played those uh, clips on Twitter. Combined, they got like 10,000 views, way more than anything we put up there. Being our Twitter following is only about, as, as of time of this recording, probably about 550 now, which ain't shit. But again, we've only been around for, since October of 2000, you know, last year, 2019. But JL's episode, you think with all that exposure, it's not ranked that high. And I think it is because of, a, people just want to see him do Trump on the video, maybe, maybe. Or B, people just don't give two flying fucks about the, the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. But other films are, are bigger draws. We just did Philadelphia. 
that's been through the roof. We have, again, we've done Star Wars, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Usual Suspects, Forrest Gump, a Titanic, uh, Avatar. We've done a lot of huge names. So it, it depends on the film, I think. So sure. we're all over the joint. So Now the, 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 the fantasy football jibber-jabber. Like yes, me, I haven't – I've been saying for years now that I want to get into fantasy football, but I haven't. And uh, I know a, a bunch of guys that, that I know, like, they have fun with it. Uh, they go heavy with it, and uh, I haven't got into it. But, like, talk about that concept uh, with, with fantasy football jibber-jabber. Jibber-jabber. So what I like to do with my shows is you're going to find a theme, and it's a, ba it's a common theme. I like to take things that are very, very well but take a hell of a spin on them, something that's never been done. With fantasy football jibber-jabber, it's fantasy football advice mixed with NFL handicapping. Like, I'm good. I'm not just telling you to look at my website. I was 63% against the spread last year, which is unheard of because the year before that, I think it was like 61 or 62. Unheard of. I was on a, such a heater the year before, two years ago, I thought there's no way I can replicate. Well, I did. I don't know. what. I just, again, the ball bounced my way way more than it did not. So good. But there's a, there's a skill. There is some strategy and math behind Whatever. So I said, let's marry the two. But my question to you is this. You watch, I'm sure you're, you're an NBA guy. You watch a lot of ESPN, I suspect. When's the last time you ever watched an ESPN pregame, postgame analysis show and ever laughed? Never. never. You have to think about it. The answer's never. <laughs> never. Well, it's myself, and it's another stand-up comedy of mine, buddy, Gerard Harron, who's insanely funny, too. And we're funny on that show. That's what we do. We take two things that people love but never have the same show about, combine the two of them, and make them funny. That's the difference between us and every other show out there. And that's what we do with Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber, which hopefully we'll do it again in uh, August when it comes to preview time for you know, pre-draft stuff and then post. So how come you haven't done it so far, Ivan? What's been your holdup for not doing Fantasy Football? I guess um... – I don't know. Not, I mean, it's just diving into it. Once I get, once I start doing it, then I'll probably consistently do it. It's just taking that dive in. Plus, uh, being involved uh, with the NBA 2K League the last couple of years is kind of like been full time for me. So, like, I, I, I really wasn't watching football the way I used to watch it. Um, right. So, that that's pretty much it. But I'm sure, like, now I'm definitely uh, – gonna get into it i mean it, it looks i mean it's fun I, every and it's funny because everybody uh around me that does what i do in the, in the 2k league they i mean they they in the fantasy football tough like i mean but they also study the nfl players tough so they you know they got a heads up on me but i'm definitely i'm um, looking to get into it this year so i'll just give you you're gonna eat shit no matter what your first year uh, it's just that's a fact way the way of life i got lucky my second year, I lost the Super Bowl. So I went from being one of the worst teams to the second year, I losing the Super Bowl. My very first league got done. Go on CBS Sportsline, read all the experts' advice. Go on, on ESPN, go read like Matthew Berry or other guys like that too. Read all that stuff. Do all the draft analysis beforehand. I would even participate in what's called mock drafts where they, there's, no, there's no real teams. It's just you're seeing where people fall. Like you don't want to be the guy to go out. Don't take a kicker until the next last the, the last round or the next to last round probably in the last round that's when i take a kicker because some guys would go out to fill my roster out no those because you don't get the value because the difference between the, the top kicker in the nfl versus the 15th best kicker is probably seven tenths of a point 
which ain't shit. You want to stock up on money back. See, I'm getting all this next level advice. I I think my first season might might be well. (laughs) Yo, well, you're lucky. Then hopefully I knock on wood for you. But yeah, find a find a find friends of yours that do a league for the Chiefs. So that way, if you do get your ass kicked, which you like I said, probably we will. But best of luck. Do it so it's on the cheap. Do it for like fifty bucks. Like I'm in leagues for the you know three five hundred bucks a pop. That's that's because we're all sharks. Right. So that, that way it's like you know what you know you're getting into. Whereas you, it's just like I wouldn't be investing crazy money into it off the jump. But you know, get out there, get your feet into it, and then you'll go for maybe one league to two leagues, two leagues to three leagues. Like right now I'm in four, which is insane. I thought I would never do more than three, and here I am in four. But go figure. So <laughs> did a favor for a friend, but what the hell? But yeah, it, it's it's great. It's fun, and I will say. It'll make you give a shit about the Houston Texans and the Chicago before you're like, who cares if that game's on? You're like, no, 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 no. I got player. I got the the, the Bears defense versus Deshaun Watson. God damn it! I got I got to see how they do. Otherwise, you you won't give two shits about it. Yeah, it makes you give two shits about it. That's what I meant to say. It's fun. I love it, and it's paid for a lot of things, including Christmas presents for me. So I, I'm quite the fan. <laughs> So um, I've read that you uh, you've done voiceover work um, mm-hmm. as well. Like, well um, what all type of projects have you done voiceover work for? I've done Auto Trader. I've done Hell of a Good Dip, which is like French onion dip. I've done Musselman's Applesauce. I've done Trident, Trident Gum. I've done HSBC Bank, American Express. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head other big names like that. God damn it. Those are a few of them. I'll tell you my favorite one. I'll tell you my yeah. favorite story. Here's why. I got an email from a gal who works in Turks and Caicos. And she's like, hey, do you want to do this radio commercial gig? It only pays 150 bucks. But, you know, it's, it was quick and it was easy. And I was laughing hysterically because just by dumb, stupid coincidence, in three days, I was flying to Turks and Caicos with my wife and his buddy and his wife. Oh, wow. So I'm like, are you shitting me? I'm going to be in your fucking country in three days. She's like, no way, really? I go, yeah. So it's for a bar and grill. So I do the ad, you know, get paid, fly down to Turks and Caicos. I go, let's let's go to this bar and grill for lunch. And we do. We go there. And there, and it, it was fucking expensive. I think it was pretty much the, the, the price of lunch was was almost what I got paid for the job. And I walk in, my buddy goes, hey, you know who this guy is? It's the voice of Ricky's, Ricky's Cafe. And, you know, you just got a free mention, guys. Good for you. Ricky's, yeah, this is the voice of Ricky's. It's him on the commercial. And the woman's like, yeah, who gives a shit? Table's over here, you know? Right. So 30 minutes later, my wife and I were out in town just, you know, going through the stores and shit. And I go, uh-oh. And she's like, well, I, I got to go to the bathroom right now. Go find a bathroom and just blow it up come back my wife five minutes later she goes uh oh and she had to go and blow up the bathroom right now so i went and ate at a place that almost cost more to do their eat lunch there than their ad and their goddamn groupers grouper tacos gave my wife and i vicious diarrhea Mm, that was fun mm, mm. pay it pay Paid paid to eat it and 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 and, and shit it out. <laughs> oh yeah. So that that was my favorite voiceover gig just for that story. But yeah, I've done a, I've done a bunch of stuff. It, it's it's fun. It's 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 good stuff. And then, you know, I just fell into that one as well. Go figure. It's just weird how life takes you down these different paths. Now, fatherhood. Like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I think you have a, a baby girl. 
Mm-hmm. What, what's, what's it like being a, a girl dad? The day my wife found out what it was, again, you you have any kids, Ivan, or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, so <laughs> when I say you, you know where you are when, when shit happens. Like I had to fly for a work meeting in Dallas, and I'll never forget I was in the airport lounge waiting for to catch my flight home, and my wife calls. She's like, all right. You know, I got the results. You ready? I go, I don't even need, I, I know it's a girl because in my former single life, I loved being a single guy and just being a dirtbag, <laughs> banging my brains out. It was so much fun. And my wife was that. In fact, my wife's, my nickname for my now wife was Tuesday Girl because she was my Tuesday Girl. <laughs> now her new nickname is Wife and Mom. <laughs> so she's like, okay, do you want to know what it is? It's a girl. There's no need for you gone to go get an ultrasound. I know it's a girl with all my luck and my, and my different right. groups of friends, but one group of my friends, there is what five or six of us. And they're all of us, except one guy who doesn't have kids yet, but all of us have girls, except for my one buddy who has a boy and a girl. So one guy has three girls. One guy has two girls. I have a girl. My other buddy has a girl and a boy and my other buddy has a girl. So I go, wow. I know it's, we're having a girl. It's a girl. I fucking know it. And she goes, it's a girl. You're right. I go, because I mean, we're guys. We always want a boy just because to play ball with. And hey, I'm going to teach you how to throw a you know, curveball. And we're going to you know, play baseball. It'd be great. I'd be coach. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> and she's like, don't you dare be that guy. Don't you, you know, oh, I always wanted a girl and treat her like shit because you wanted a boy. Um, she's awesome. And it's weird being a dad, again, because, you know, I've traveled a lot. I still kind of travel a good amount, go do stuff. But it's still weird just being like, oh, my God, I'm in charge of somebody. Again, you know, you've got kids. It sounds Obviously, it sounds like you have kids, too. You're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, I'm someone's dad. And, and I, I used to go to Vegas twice a year with my buddies. Now I've negotiated. And when the kid comes, it'll just be once a year. And it's, I'm still stumbling around Vegas at 7 a.m. with my buddies, shit face out of mind. Like, yeah, I got a kid at home. Who gives a fuck? I'm here playing craps at 7 a.m. Vegas after going to the clubs and you know, eating like a king all night and just doing stuff. But it, it's so weird just, you know. Someone comes up to you and is like, "Daddy," and it melts your heart. And, right. you know, she, she, she's got my, she's my personality. I can't. I, I'm not being facetious. I can't tell you one trait my daughter has that my wife has. It's all me and her. <laughs> Stubborn, persistent. I'm sure. I'm wise. sure that makes her mom happy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, I just don't. And she agrees. She goes, "I can't stand really anything that she has. It's only. It's solely uniquely of me." I can't either. It's just the kids. She's smart. She likes to try and manipulate her to get her way. I go, this little fucker is mine through and through. I know that, but it's, it's fun. Like they're going to get, of course there are trying moments, but I mean, so far it's, she's, she's a, she's a funny ass kid. She's got timing. That's genetic. She's got timing down and it's, it's fun, man. It's, it's fun. And I'm enjoying the time right now before she turns probably 12 and she tells me to go fuck myself every day. Well, I'm happy for you, man. It's great. Uh, I, uh, my daughter is, uh, my youngest daughter is definitely my heart. So I, I definitely know all about that. Uh, how is she? A, how old is she? How old are your kids? My, well, my, she's 26. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. I got, you, you I got some old early. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But, um, definitely I have a younger son. I mean, he, a real athletic, uh, love to play football. Just, just a boy boy. Like, I mean, through and through, but how old is uh, he? He's uh t- ten, just turned okay. ten. Okay. But uh, yeah, and I, I'm like you said, I'm familiar with uh, being away. I'm in New York, uh, six months back then, back in Ohio for six months, and even during that six months in Ohio, I'm still traveling, 
uh, back and forth or to different uh, gaming events and different stuff like that. So I definitely uh, make use of my time uh, when I'm back home. Um, you know, with this, uh, with everything that's been going on, um, uh, what, what's next for you? Like, what, what do you have going on? Uh, what do I have moment? going on? God, I wish I could fucking answer that myself. <laughs> I'm trying to get my, so my other show that you mentioned at the top, Comics, Watching Comics, that's on Amazon yeah. Prime right now. I have eight seasons of it on Amazon Prime. That's probably my, my biggest accomplishment is getting it on Amazon Prime. My goal is to get that off of Amazon Prime because their payment sucks. Let's be honest. It's not good at all. <laughs> But it's great for exposure. I mean, people go, oh, my God, your show's on Amazon Prime. It's a little bit of air of, uh, oh, that's a little bit elite. I'm trying, So I'm trying to pitch this to networks as well as fantasy football jibber-jabber. And I have a game show you also mentioned called Who Said That? It's a, it's a movie-themed game show. So I'm just trying to get into with the, the right people and places and get them to see my stuff and say, hey, this guy's got a show and I, I want to host it, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna Sylvester Stallone Rocky this shit. I create I recreated it. God damn it, I want to host it and, right. dip and be the EP so I can triple dip. Fuck that. So as well as of course get the get this podcast going, which it's been pretty you know out of the gate, not too bad, not too bad at all. When in terms of success and progression, so it's just getting these shows sold and the end all dream is getting the fuck out of corporate America, Ivan. That is my damn dream. So. The minute I make enough money, as much money as I do in corporate America as I do with this, sayonara, a vita zen, adios. No, and hope no. we never look back. So that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the plan. What about yourself? What are your plans with, uh, with the 2K League and the podcast? Um, I mean, well, lately, uh, my views, my, uh, you know, 2K League um, position and started branching off in a lot of different uh, areas. Like I said, I created my podcast only back in February. I just, just started. Um, I also been getting into broadcasting. Um, I'm partnering up with a lot of different people for um, different type of other podcasts that I'm going to do in the near future. Uh, so just uh, the opportunities have seen em endless, especially now everybody's getting into esports uh, due to uh, the pandemic and isolation and, and everybody being at home. So now it's like it's been kind of pushed to the forefront because it's something that you can do remotely. And uh, it's paid uh, dividends a lot, so uh, uh, I just I'm real anxious to see uh, what what happens in the, in the near future and beyond. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, it, it's so weird just trying to figure it out. There's no because people ask you know guys like us, hey, what's what's the plan? Where are you going to do it next? And it's weird because there is no syllabus. This is not corporate America where it's like, okay, do this and this, you get promoted. Do that and that, then you get promoted again. Right. It's all an unknown road, man, and just feeling your way around is just so weird. It's you so know the fun. one thing I really like about you, Kevin, is that like – Just one? You, no. no well, <laughs> well, well, the one thing that I like, it stems – everything stems from it. It's just your creativity. I mean, oh, every – like – and that's pretty much how I've always been. Like, I – I have a lot of ideas. I I have I feel like if you're up like three, four in the morning most of the time and find it hard to sleep, you're still thinking about a lot of different projects because you got so many things going on in your mind that you want to create, but it's not enough time in a day. I mean, I really wish sometimes I had 48, 72 hour days because there's no way I can uh, complete all the thoughts that ramble through my mind uh, daily. Uh, trying to complete this project, that project, and still do uh, what I need to do. But yeah, you're like, I mean, and all your, like, I like the spinoffs to, to everything that you do. 
I mean, it all it's always gonna have humor in it, <laughs> and, uh, and mixed with some realism. So I, I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, that you, it's easy to sell anything uh, when you have that type of mixture for me. Because like I said, I love to laugh, and I love to to, to have my mind pushed. And um, definitely in everything you do, it, it you do that. And I want to keep track of everything you're doing. And like I said, that later, that if we can find any avenues to collaborate, I'm definitely uh, more than willing to do it. Uh, let everybody know how they can follow you uh, on social media or are your shows. Uh, plug, sure. plug away. Well, thank you. And I agree. I think collaboration with us, you know, again, we've only been chatting now for about, what, half hour, 45, 45 minutes. And it's been flying through, man. Probably because I'm talking about me the entire time, my favorite subject. <laughs> no, but no, I agree, man. This would be some fun we could work on together, especially this e-gaming thing. I had a, a friend of a friend. A friend has a friend who, I don't know if you've ever heard of this Hado shit, this Korean, the fireball stuff where you build walls and such. Anyway, this esports thing is huge. And this guy, his friend, was trying to get, say, hey, why don't you guys build a channel for this guy? But this guy has about as much enthusiasm and drive as a fucking dead as, as a mcdonald's quarter pounder with cheese wrapper flying in the wind so you can't when someone's in charge of that and they just they're the one who has the keys i'm like oh i'm not gonna fuck around with this guy because he's not gonna get shit done and i'm gonna be the one pissed off so on and so forth but yes where can you find me great questions you can find me a multitude of places kevin goatee k-e-v-i-n-g-o-o-t-e-e.com what's on there movie reviews that were out since march and nothing's been in the theater since, so there. But in football season, you can see my picks there, uh, my NFL picks. You can also see my dates, which right now for comedy are none because, well, hell, this fucking, you know, the monkey from Outbreak got loose again, I guess. Shit. But more importantly, guttingthesacredcow.com. That's where you want to go for that because we also have links to the show. You can listen to us on podcasts iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play. Now we're on YouTube, so you can see our smiling faces as we talk about films. You can also go on the guttingthesacredcow.com and get merch. That's right, merch. Hats, shirt, bags, coffee mugs, fucking onesies for kids. Not even kidding you about that. <laughs> so you can get different logos for us, and it just helps us keep the lights on, so that'd be cool. And more importantly, from an inner, you know, what we're giving away for free more blogs entertainment value i do it's called i'm starting this thing called hashtag list of 10 so i have a theme where it's a list of 10 things i think today was top 10 movies you need to see but have never heard of and every day for like the next two weeks i've got a list and my co-host will throw in from time to time too kevin israel he's a great dude check him out as well uh list of 10 for example the other day we did the top 10 comic book villains in films so that, of course, likes to go up for debate. People are going, well, you forgot so-and-so. I go, no, I didn't forget so-and-so. He just is not good enough to make the cut. So guttingthesacredcow.com on YouTube as well, but on all podcast platforms. Go to Gutting the Sacred Cow on Facebook, at GTSC Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, Gutting the Sacred Cow Podcast. But we're pretty much on Twitter, Facebook as well. And like I said, Kevin Goatee, fantasy football, jibber jabber. Don't worry about that until football season. But And comics, watching comics, seasons one through eight are on Amazon Prime right now for free. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Every season is about an hour and 45. So if you're looking for some quarantine shift to go through, why the hell not? Do, watch a show, listen to the podcast, do either or. So that's where you can find me and all my stuff I've got going on. So cross your fingers. Hopefully one of these things gets picked up. And the next time we talk, be my private jet 
Hey, sounds good. And Kevin, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, definitely uh, had a great time. Uh, look forward to seeing what we can do in the future. And for everybody listening, man, I want to thank you uh, for tuning in. Uh, remember, you can catch the OG Two Cents podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Anchor. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, also, follow the OG Two Cents podcast on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow myself, OG King Kurt, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Uh, remember, you can go to www.ogkingkurt.com for everything OG King Kurt and the podcast. Um, shout out to my team, Dave at the 2K Zone, Strider Visuals, and Box Graphics for sharing my vision with the podcast. Um, you know, make, make sure you tune in to Dave at the 2K Zone. Um, his show is uh, very good, all quality NBA 2K uh, content. Very good show to watch. You can catch me Wednesday, Thursday, and Sundays on Esports Extra. Uh, don't miss that. That's on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, and Facebook. Um, make sure you tune in to next week's episode. And remember, if it makes sense, it's an OG two cents. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978. The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great. 45, 42 Prescott, that's where I'm from. Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums. As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat. In my own lane, no. Far from where they crashing that dumb bar graduate. The game, I'd have mastered it. Served in the Navy, look. Y'all don't know the half of it. Pops passing no one. Mom's passed last year. I know they up in heaven smiling down, crying mad tears. Cause they saw I'm making it. No telling where I'm taking it. My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it. Coached at Wayne High in 15 in one state. Seen the fork in the road and went straight. I know what I'm worth. I'm OG King Kirk. Brooklyn Nets gaming crew legend. Let's work. Yeah. Hey, much love to the whole MPBA league. Special shout out to the Brooklyn Nets gaming crew. We on our way, baby. What's up, JP? LT. Big West. Famous enough. 2K Comp Games. Black Frank White. Brooklyn Nick. Rico. Let's put this work in, fellas. And much, much, much love to the entire 2K community for always showing me love. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here. Yarr!